Cause it's a Nartog. What's up, y'all? Woo! Nartalk. Nartalk. This is the Nartalk show. <laughs> it's the only talk I know. This is episode uh, 20, right? 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. Round here. <laughs> <laughs> I am uh, your host, Corey, and with me, as always, is Lori and Trippa, the chip dipper and the hair clipper. <laughs> uh, that's a like perfect... Perfectly rated version of that. Yeah, <laughs> you don't you don't like it. What about Trip of the Booty Sniffer? Anything oh. bl- below the belt makes me feel weird. Trip of the Armpit Sniffer. <laughs> That's <laughs> weird, but I'll take it. That's better. <laughs> he brought it up. Well, round here. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, episode twenty. Yeah. This is this is gonna be, uh, this is gonna be a mark a marking point. In the life of Nartok, we're going to go ahead and take a little hiatus for summer break. Summer vacation. How and long is it going to last? This is the... A few years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the people want to know. That's well, you know, question. sometimes you can't make decisions like that. You got to kind of just go where the wind takes you. Shit, we do that. We ain't getting nothing done. That's not- we be sitting around. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll kind of pick it up in like the fall, in the September. Yeah, I think I we think need to get through the summertime and, uh, and and see where we're at in come September time. So that being said, this episode we can go back and recap all of our favorite yeah. episodes throughout the season and bring up the highlights. Tell people what was cool, what they should go check out if this is the first time that they're listening. Which it's not. It's not. It You're better right. not be at this no, point. Talk. You kidding me? Um. But yeah, that's that'll be cool. And there might even be a uh, a super special secret episode. What? That might be released at some point because you know we just can't get enough. Just yeah, some all all filler, all filler, no killer. Yeah. Word. <laughs> um, but yeah, summertime we got a lot of shit going on, so you know, take a little break from the Nar Talk and focus on some shop shit and some Bloom Bloom Studios mm-hmm. and Tripper finishing up re renovating his house <laughs> yeah we rode motorcycles today we did ride motorcycles i'm today. so jealous it was ill it was amazing every day i feel like more of a butt i'll tell you what a hand shift super fun it looks yeah. it looks fun when you when it, i'm behind it you it is fun and i'm watching you ride like it looks way fun but then every time we came up to a stoplight or like a stoplight on a hill and I would pull up next to you. I would just make sure that you went first because <laughs> I didn't want you to get well, good run out. over. Good you know how out. when you ride a motorcycle, and uh, especially if you're going for like a little bit of a distance, you get done. You got that like face. It's like yeah, you're all like wind torn and messed up. Yeah, <laughs> like I imagine with the hand shifter, it's like double that because you're all like, yeah. I was riding with one hand the whole time. No big deal. <laughs> It's like super tough. Oh, yeah, grizzled. Definitely looked tough. Oh, grizzled. Done. Dude, it is so much fun. Well, I mean, like, I. Fuck, this was a long. This was probably. This was a while ago. I don't know. Five five years ago. I rode with. It was the same deal. I rode with somebody that had a hand shift. 
And I was just watching, dude, the whole time. And I was like, this is, that looks like the coolest shit. I'm trying to, like, my, the next fucking bike I build for myself will have one of those. I think, too, the fact that you got the mid controls and you're all like, the high mids. Yeah, the high yeah. mids and you're real, you're real, like, like tucked in there. That looks even cooler. That bike just looks good, too. And it sounds good. Like, riding behind it sounds good. I need to do something about that. This seat is, it beat my ass on the way back, though. It is not. What? Now what? Uh, it's just we need more foam. cushion. I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to because I <laughs> really we just like took the cushion off. As far as yeah, but as far as like sitting on it, it's mm -hmm. comfortable. Mm -hmm. Like where it puts me, mm -hmm. it's just like we can get something softer. It's too. just my ass bone. Or you Let's can get, get a soft tail. You can get that gel. Oh yeah, you're right. That gel is expensive. That's like a hundred dollars. I know, but it's yeah. worth it because it really does absorb all that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Get those shorts for a bicyclist that have the pads and the butt. There you go. That's what Problem solved. Butt implants. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe that's what the chopper world needs is some <laughs> some bicycle shorts for all these hard biker shorts. <laughs> they all they always have those commercials like Instagram commercials for uh the the uh, Kevlar line jeans, you know, where people are getting pulled behind. Oh fuck! Fucking motorcycles, and then their jeans are getting. Oh, I haven't seen those. They got Kevlar underneath, so it's like yeah. Yeah, that's some really cool. it's some funny shit. There's like. But so instead, we should come up with this brand of. Uh, they could be like pack Reebok butt. pumps, <laughs> dog. Like Pump you want to talk about, like that lifestyle brand shit. You go look at some of those Instagram pages, like Tobacco Jeans. There's yeah, this, well, that was the one. There's one page. Oh, fuck, now I'm not Moto Castration. They make fun of everything, <laughs> and the shit is so funny to me because they're like, "This is how you make like like a pose." And there is one where it's like the dude that, and they the, they call it like the looking confused. <laughs> picture or something or like whatever but it's like the dude sitting on the like honda and he just kind of looks lost you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah. he's got this but like his hair looks hella good so you're like what is that dude doing so not gonna but lie, it's like, those kind of pictures I well i'm already confused I and i got good hair yeah you do i can't uh i can't take and this is just a personal preference because all you honda riders out there like i know that you guys are cool but like i really can't take tough guy poses on a honda seriously like it just doesn't look tough to me. No, it's got to be at least a chopper. Yeah, at least a chopper. Tough guy poses are like religion. Like I don't take them seriously like, unless I can't they're take really it old. <laughs> no, you got to be like a tough guy pose from at least the eighties, if not the seventies. Yeah, 70s. fair enough. Maybe maybe that's what it is. It's just too new school for me. Yeah. So and because you like know half the guys, <laughs> you're like you ain't tough. I beat you in arm wrestling. Like you ain't from you ain't in mad ball, son. <laughs> so, like those dudes, they still looked up. Episode twenty. So we've been doing this shit nineteen nineteen times, right? You guys this is this is technically the twenty second time yeah. we've gotten together. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, because we did like a fake run. It was like a pilot episode, and then we did the secret episode. Secret episode followed up very quickly by another episode. So, do we have any favorites? Anybody got any favorites? Nope. <laughs> I love them all equally. equally. No, I think. I don't know. What are some cool things that my, happen? My, I have um, a favorite. Go ahead. Well, okay. So we started this whole project with the intention of just like talking about motorcycles because a there wasn't a podcast out there that was talking about motorcycle mechanical shit. It yeah, was it was mostly to be about for tech for tech help, yeah. technical help. So that's like what our intentions were. That to was start. the intentions. But so then. 
and then also the whole design of like bringing people in to like ask questions and helping people out and answering questions. I feel like we've accomplished that we've, somewhat. We've accomplished somewhat. talking to people about their motorcycle questions. I would like to get more questions on a regular basis. So maybe try to, cause I think that is always fun. Yeah. But also that shit can get kind of boring too. Yeah. So I don't know. It, it, but it depends. I have people tell me they don't listen or they don't ride motorcycles, but mm-hmm. listen to the podcast that tell me, they want to hear more about motorcycles. Really? And I'm like, like really? St- stuff? You don't want to hear me and Corey talk about <laughs> testicles? <laughs> and Lance Armstrong? <laughs> That's a good one. Boom. But they, yeah, so, some people just love the tech stuff. Yeah, some people do. I mean, and, and I think a lot of people do, but I think that's that's why people start listening to it is because they get into the technical stuff. But the reality is, is like, I, I don't want to just sit here and talk about technical shit without the questions, you yeah. know, but... Should we just, can we just talk about that? Um, so I've been thinking, right? So like I went to MMI and spent a fuck ton of money. Actually, I didn't really spend any money. I took out a bunch of loans. I mm-hmm. didn't really spend any. Classic. Anyway, it was expensive. Point is, is that I think that we're slowly, sh- there's slowly a shift in the world as far as like where people are going to go to get educated. Mm-hmm. I would like to start doing lectures oh technical lectures right? oh where basically we do them we do them i don't know <laughs> i haven't figured out if i want to charge for the lecture or not but we you know we like straight up pick like okay this is going to be this is straight four stroke theory and then we film it and we can do it with y'all like do a bloom bloom studio saying film it and then put it out as a video and also put it out as a podcast yeah i think that's a great idea so think- we can kind of cover just straight you yeah, I mean, I mean, not that, I mean, you're not a maker, but that's kind of how a lot of, like, maker people survive, mm-hmm. is teaching classes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we do a lot of classes through the community garage. Like, that. that yeah. is definitely a well, we have the part of the educational aspect of the community garage, but he's talking about creating, like, a lecture series on YouTube. You need a chalkboard or yeah, a whiteboard? We, got, we one. got one. We got two. Wait, which one? Do you have a chalkboard or a whiteboard? Both. White. White. Is it white or wipe? White. Because it is white. It is white. But you can also wipe it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so I want to start putting these putting these together during this break that we're doing. Yeah. And maybe even doing, trying to do a, a trial run or two, like starting out with. It's just going to be like, because when I did theory, I took six weeks of fucking theory in yeah. school. You know what I mean? It was a lot. So it's like trying to condense that into something that will make sense and starting out at bare fucking bones. Well, and the thing is there's a lot of videos that exist on the internet right now. There's a lot of people doing what you're talking about, yeah. but I think the way that you present it would be really beneficial for people. Cause I think you can break it down. You can talk about it in the terms of like, some people fucks with my vibe. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> in the, the garage speak as we'll put is. like a bunch of rap music in it. Raekwon. Yeah, exactly. Huh? <laughs> Rick Ross, <laughs> the boss. Um, yeah, I think that's a cool idea. I think it's something I want. I've been thinking about, we'll and that. we might even be like Nar Talk presents. Yeah, blessed one. I just want to clear something up for our listeners. I actually don't know any Raekwon songs. Raekwon, <laughs> you said Raekwon song? Yeah, I know who he is. Mm, he's in a Wu Tang Clan. I, and I know maybe, that. Maybe I know about heard a song. You'd Cream. Be like, oh wait, I know this. He song. was one of the nine original members. 
but I don't you know. know. There's also non planets. Well, at the time there was until they was like Pluto ain't a planet no more. Yeah, but then- fucking Wu Tang all up. They had nine <laughs> members, nine planets. You took away the planet, take away Pluto. ODB dies. Exactly. Yeah. Coincidence? Right. I fucking think not. <laughs> nope. Motherfuckers. I blame scientists. That's the uh, yeah. ODB's scientists' fault. <laughs> <laughs> Assholes. Punk ass sense. scientists. Who they think they is? So I think it's cool how many people we met doing this whole process over True. the last however many months we've been doing this shit. I'm just making sure it still works. Because <laughs> uh, um, that's kind of the podcast thing has made a, made it possible for us to reach out beyond the borders of Richmond into the actual community of motorcycle freaks that exist all over the goddamn world. Yeah, they're everywhere, right? Yeah, there are. There's a lot of them, like Danger Dan. Oh, oh! <laughs> <laughs> fucking got the goddamn all caps text flying at me like I <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> yeah, welcome to my life, dude. I get excited. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going, Dan? Uh, it's it's uh, it's going pretty good. I mean, it's a beautiful day. I just went and caught some dinner with my kids. Nice. And uh, yeah, it's nice. The winds—it's a little windy for fishing, but <laughs> we did it, we did it anyways. That's awesome. Yes, hell yeah. We, we still got to eat whether the wind's blowing. So. Yeah, you do. What did you get for dinner? Fish. Uh, some bass. He just caught largemouth bass. Dinner. He caught dinner. Oh, you caught dinner. Yeah, these boys are looking yeah. at—they're like confused about what that <laughs> meant. About they're thinking like you went and got dinner. Well, no, 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 like I went down, some yeah, I mean, I did, I went and got it at the pond. This motherfucker just went and caught dinner. He could have caught barbecue, <laughs> that's how the fuck I catch dinner. Yeah. Dan, what, what do you, uh, what do you that's catch, what do you catch largemouth with? What's your, what's your rig? Uh, today your rig? I was using an artificial perch. Okay. Okay. I don't know that. Just I don't a little know what bitty rubber perch with a fucking treble hook hanging <laughs> off of it. Okay, yeah, okay. I do know what that is. These are city boys. They don't know nothing about uh, that. Excuse me. <laughs> Tripper Redneck. Did you get is smart hell? with you? I grew up in the water. Okay. <laughs> Alabama. <laughs> Tripper's half fish. <laughs> you know that? They used to call them tripper sticks. Like fish sticks. Tripper sticks. Right. <laughs> Dan thought it was funny. Fuck y'all. We would have never gotten in touch with him. Like on True. this personal, like you know, bro down friend True. level. I've called him a couple times just to be like, <laughs> "Yeah, what I up, got Dan? questions. What are you doing?" <laughs> and and he's like, "I'm about to ride this tractor." And I'm like, "Fucking what the fuck?" <laughs> they doing some, they doing some some farm shit down there in Texas, boy. Danger Dan is Texas through and through. But yeah, he it's started. Real. He uh, put us on their subscription list to make their t-shirt. shop. Their shop, yeah, which is I yeah. Think, so he. Has his own podcast. What's it called? Danger Dan's Talk Shop or Danger Dan's Shop Talk. I think it's Talk Shop. Yeah. Um, so if you haven't heard his stuff, go check him out. He's also, we talked to him on episode 10 of Nartalk. Um, and yeah, we are. We're on his podcast. On as his well. podcast as well. Yeah. And then uh, there's a, his group does a subscription where they make a t shirt and, uh, Today's the day that our T-shirt went out to everybody, so yep. we're gonna have a bunch of bunch of weirdos. Nothing on Instagram. That's MC Shop Tees, which is it's a pretty cool concept. It's like you pay a subscription fee. I'm not really sure how much it is, and every month you get a fucking T-shirt yeah. and a postcard from a motorcycle shop 
an independent motorcycle shop somewhere in the country. So basically you're like collecting a scrapbook almost of motorcycle shops all over the place. So for all you cats that are traveling, you know, then you have this cool um, kind of unique reference as to uh, where, What's you, going on in where, you get, where you can get your shit tightened yeah. up when you break the fuck down. Yeah, it's and a lot down. of oil rags. And a, a lot, lot of oil. oil rags. Potato, 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 potato. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a pretty cool concept, and I don't think any... I honestly haven't heard of anything like it. He said that his he got the idea from his sister, I believe. She does it with bars. Yeah. Like oh. dive bars. Um, And he was like, well, fuck, this is like... Let's do it with motorcycle shops. And I was like... Because I thought it was... I think it's a super cool fucking concept. It's yeah. definitely new. A new idea. Um. And I like new ideas because that's uh that's what keeps shit moving, you know. So yeah, I I feel that way. Like like I probably I rarely would have ever buy a shirt, but I'd like join a subscription to get a shirt to get a shirt. It's kind of cool, right? I think it's yeah. cool. It's really cool. Yeah. Like well, there's there's more information there. Like for me, the information is really valuable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Danger Dan, solid dude. Oh, and right now is Engine and Frames deal right yeah yeah that's yeah. how we got on this whole thing were you in a room what the hell is going I on i was i was recapping are you high right now <laughs> i wish <laughs> triple triple bong ripper <laughs> that's the weed laugh <laughs> dave uh, knows about the weed laugh all right any anyone got a favorite episode that they want to talk about what you got i don't know what you got i always like talking to robbie yeah robbie's heroes said. run yeah robbie's every time we talk to him it's cool Robbie is my dude. He's a solid dude. And every time we talk to him, it's hilarious. And I like sending him all the Beavis and Butthead gifts. <laughs> yeah. Because it's just it's funny to me. Yeah. And if you do listen to either of those episodes, uh, you'll have a pretty good track record of what was going down with the Heroes Run motorcycle that's been that he has been building for the last few months to get ready for the September ride. Uh, and True. raffle, True. which will be here in Richmond. Do y'all want to listen to a couple of the uh, Robbie conversations? Yeah. Sure. What up, dude? <laughs> How are you? <laughs> I'm good, man. How are you? I'm all right. How's bedtime? Bedtime's a success. Robbie, this is Tripper. Sorry, I called you to save your number in my phone. Perfect. He, he sucks at it. <laughs> he, <laughs> yeah. He sucks at the phone. Two, I got the two missed calls, but I didn't get the warning that I was going to get a call. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, of all the things that I have to do, just using a phone is like my uh, Achilles heel, I guess. <laughs> right. So, Robbie. The struggle, the struggle's real. Robbie, what are you doing for, what are you, what, what, what's going on, man? What's up with this Heroes Run thing? Why don't you tell us about it? The, uh, the bike or the whole event? Tell us about the bike. We, yeah. We've kind of talked about the event. I mean, you can give us a quick spiel on the oh, event, yeah. I mean, too. Well, but... y'all, I mean, y'all pretty much probably cover the event. But, no, I mean, it's just a uh, it's a 73 shovel head, 74-inch um, motor. Uh, top end's been redone on it. I uh, put a Andrews cam in it, J-cam. Uh, the transmission's just a four-speed ratchet top, nothing fancy. You know, your run-of-the-mill stuff. But it's in a uh, it's in a Paco frame, um, two and a quarter upstretch, thirty five degree rate. Um, you know, this thirty five millimeter dual disc, you know, mag wheels. Just, you know, nothing fancy, straightforward, to the point. 
Just like I like them. Tough guy, Blake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but good luck. I wasn't going to label it that, but I mean, I guess you could you could say that, but you know. I've always been a sucker for mag wheels, so. So just, how, never... how did you how'd you come by all of these parts? Did you all just, did you all have a plan of attack or did you kind of sift through what was available? Well, we reached out to uh, this dude, Gumby, that um, that I've only known. I've met him probably a couple of times, but um, Justin and Joe know him pretty good. And uh, we were scanning Craigslist and we uh, we ran across just a motor, a motor and transmission and a pile of parts, you know, so. You know, we uh, we reached out to him and struck a deal, and we had a shitload of leftover stuff, and we uh, got rid of what we didn't want, and we kept what we did, and um, you know, just kind of started from there. You know, I mean, the uh, the frame Paco was uh, generous enough to donate it to us, so um, oh, wow, yeah, that was pretty rad. Yeah, I mean, that was apparently that was a couple years in the making. Uh, I think Justin tried to reach out to him a couple times, and. They didn't really seem interested, and I guess you know maybe since the the uh, the growth of Heroes Run, they they uh, reconsidered this year and they donated us a frame. So that was that was pretty rad, you know. That that took a lot off of me, you know, because the yeah. frame we got was uh was pretty sketchy. So um <laughs> you know I didn't want to uh, I didn't want to waste any time on it. So I just figured you know you get a aftermarket frame, they're nice and clean, straight, you know. None of the none of the brackets and all that BS, you know, just just nice and slim. So so yeah, I'm pretty stoked about that. So what up? The fuck? What's happening? <laughs> Robbie. What's going on? How are you? Oh, you know, just loving life. Doing my thing. <laughs> good, good. What good. was that? What are you are you breaking <laughs> shit right now? No, actually I was getting ready to weld something right before you called me, so I was putting my welding helmet on my table. Oh, what are you welding? Oh, uh, working on the seat pan on the raffle bike right now. Oh, word. How convenient. We were just going to ask you how things were going. It's like it's you knew. <laughs> I felt it. I knew it was coming. <laughs> cool. Yeah, what's going on? Tell us Tell us the deets. Details. God, I hate that word, deets. <laughs> All right. So hipster. Um, um, no, it's, it's coming along. It's uh, I've about got everything mocked up on it. Um. Got the tank mounted, got the or the gas tank mounted, got the um, oil tank mounted. I made some different mounts for it because the way that they mounted originally was there off, so I didn't like it. So I redid that. Smart. Um, huh? Yeah, right here. Yeah. Um, got the fender. I mean, I'm pretty much, you know, just, I got everything knocked out. You know, I got the fender on. And um, I know that uh, Justin and Joe put a picture up of it a couple weeks ago on the uh, on the uh, Heroes Run page. So Sweet. that's pretty much where it's at now. I'm, finishing up the seat pan now and once that's done it's ready to be broken down and painted and powder coated and put back together for good hopefully cool what are you making the seat pan out of oh i use steel i 14 gauge steel nice yeah i don't i don't fuck with fiberglass because i hate fiberglass so do you beat the hell out of the steel and shape it or you just kind of i'm at i'm at one with the steel yeah (laughs) (laughs) how big of a seat are you doing on that it's pretty small it's actually like a complete ripoff of the seat pan that I made for my bike. Nice. It's like, I mean, it's, it's just a, Go it's a good shape. It, it's yeah. a shape that I'll, it's, yeah, you know, it's a shape that I like, you know, I think it's proportionate. I think it looks good. Cool. And it's kind of like a, it'll kind of be like a solo drag style seat, something kind of thin, you know, mm-hmm. rolling pleat, you know, fabric or rolling pleat upholstery, you know, stuff like that. So it'd be awesome. pretty rad. Hell yeah. That yeah. Cool. Do you, do you beat the hell out of them to shape them or do you just kind of leave them flat? Well, I mean, the back of it, like, I usually make mine out of two pieces. I make the bottom, I make the bottom pan, and then I make 
the back and I usually TIG weld it together. So the bottom is usually flat, like depending on the, the shape of the frame, you know, like on my, uh, on my frame, it's pretty much like just a sock panhead style. So the bottom is, it's pretty much flat, but the back of it, you know, I'll, I'll put it in a, uh, in a sheet metal roller at work and make it, you know, uh, put a little curvature to it. So it matches the, uh, the radius of the fender. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, on the on the hero's bike, it's a Paco frame, and it's got that big gusset right on the backbone where it splits off to the rear wishbone. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that gusset has like a little a bit of a peak to it. So what I'll do is I'll probably get the seat pan all welded up, and then probably put um, probably like put the like shape it in the English wheel that I have at work. You know, put a real sharp die on it. Cool. Yeah. And kind of roll the middle and kind of make a dome, you know, where mm. the seat sits on the pan. So it sits nice and flat. Nice. I usually resort. Usually what happens is, is I'll start like that, you know, real methodical. Like I know what I'm doing. And then I end up with a <laughs> rubber mallet and I just beat the shit out of it until it fits. And then I call it good. So, yeah, for real. Yeah. So we never really take ourselves too seriously here on no, our talk. Can't do that. And uh, sometimes it gets downright silly. <laughs> so here's a few examples of times that we've gotten a little too silly <laughs> here on our talk. <laughs> Welcome to episode 10 of Nartalk. With me, as always, is Lori. She is, are you the right hand or the left hand? Is Tripper the right hand or the left hand? I don't hand? know. I'm left-handed, though. I am uncomfortable with you being in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So, anyway, um, how's everybody doing? How's their day? How's their week? Uh, yeah, we'll see how the weekend. DJ um, Crab Dip. Yeah, and then uh, and then <laughs> we're gonna party. We'll have some fun shit going down. Anyway, May twenty seventh, mark your calendars. Come out and party. Um, crab Dipper. <laughs> DJ Crab Dipper. DJ Trip the Crab Dip. <laughs> All right. Um. Oh man! We just got to paint it red and put a fireman hat on it. <laughs> Lance Armstrong needs this bike. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they did one for Lance Armstrong. It only had one nut. And <laughs> <laughs> half a handlebar on it. <laughs> it had one half a gas stain. <laughs> oh God. It only had one wheel. It was a unicycle. <laughs> Single cylinder. <laughs> Just, <laughs> I got so many bad jokes right now. You guys remember Jameson, episode yeah. nine? He had no. a FL. He was a transvestite. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, it says tranny on there. Oh fuck's sake! He had a transmission leak. Uh huh. On an eighty-one FLT. Oh, the weird ass chain back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's got that all sorted out, and he's gone fifty miles trouble free, according what? to the email he sent us like two days ago. So that's, that's awesome, cool. dude. That's, the follow-ups, yeah. I fucking love that shit. I love hearing back from people. What's amazing is how many times I'm wrong. 
<laughs> I wouldn't say it's amazing, Corey. It's good though. <laughs> yeah. It is good to be wrong. That's how you learn. Wait, it's how true. many times have you been wrong? I don't know. I haven't kept track. I also haven't kept track of how many times I was right either, though. Fair enough. Let's hear what happened with Jameson. Wait, did you call him already? Yeah, yeah. Jameson, right? Hey. Yep. Cool. Um, we didn't really do any kind of uh, introduction to to introduce you, Jameson. Do you wanna you wanna do a little intro and kind of give us an idea of what your question is? Yeah, I have an '81 FLT shovelhead. Uh, people aren't familiar with what that is. It's the ugliest Harley <laughs> that they ever made. It's a spaceship. It is a spaceship. It's like it's the first model. Uh, well, first off, disclaimer: anything I say is all from forums, word of mouth, <laughs> stories, etc. So feel free to correct me at any point. All right. But from what I understand, this bike was the first time they introduced a third frame into their lineup. So they always had a Sportster. They had a big twin, and this was the first one that really became the modern touring bike. Okay. So it was like the first gooseneck style frame, the first rubber mounted motor, the first five speed. The first fixed fairing shark nose, which became the road glide of the current FLT. So all the things that they planned on fixing later, they started on this bike. (laughs) All the things that created Bagger Nation right now. Right. Like it all started here pretty much. Gotcha. But uh, so mostly the bike, when I bought the bike, I bought it to build a chopper out of it, to pull the drive line out of it and make a chopper. And I bought this bike specifically because... I have a five-speed in my night train, an 06 night train, and I love it. And also, I had this mechanic at the time. He said that this, if you get into the 80s shovel heads, they had the bottom end of an Evo. So that was the best shovel head. Mm-hmm. You know, like the, the last days of old technology were the best, better than the first days of the new or however that saying goes. Sure, yeah. So, so he said these are the best shovel heads to get a hold of. So I bought it to make a chopper out of it, and then a guy at work had, like, a 2011 Road King, and he had the nacelle from a Road King, from his Road King, and he's like, huh, because I wanted to put around on it before I actually pulled it apart and made a chopper out of it. So he's like, oh, here, try this, 41-millimeter fork, 41 millimeters is 41-millimeter, whether it's 81 or 2011. So we tried it, and it worked. So, like, little by little, guys kept giving me parts. Cool. Like, they swapped out, and now the bike has kind of turned into, like, this charity road looking (laughs) thing. (laughs) But it actually got to the point now where, like, I've got so much into it, and it's been so much fun already with guys, like, coming over and giving me parts and trying them that – it's kind of turned into a cool bike, and it's probably not going to be a chopper now. So now we're making it. Next project will be a chopper. Sweet. So the question I had was, the transmission leaks a little bit, and it had a chain bath on it from the factory. Which, hold Everybody on. Know? Hold on. We need to talk about that. Because okay. this is one of those things that I don't think a lot of people know happened. No. And it's a very strange fucking thing i actually haven't even seen one in real life i know because when you when i initially emailed you and you responded back the primary that's like the initial response i get from everybody yeah and then you were like no "No." (laughs) and i was like oh fuck like i forgot they did that yeah they only did it for like i've been told they only did it for like three years and they killed enough people or they're like all right we better not that's crazy on it was on that that they did on the flt and then they did it on one of the fxrs it might have been the fxrt 
Um, yeah, maybe. I don't, one one I don't of the know. FXRs had it too. I think it was the the T as well. But at the same time, they were fucking around with the belt drive. Yep. yep. And that was they the whole to- that was the whole point is they were trying to make it quieter. Which apparently that that enclosed chain is really quiet, and you will get a lot of mileage out of your chain, according to folks on the internet. So what's the problem yeah, with it? Because the, the the manual for this book for this bike, it's an FLT slash FXR manual. So yes, a lot of the stuff was the same, but the yes. FXR still had a chain drip, like an oil drip, mm-hmm. literally. Yeah, yeah. And the, the FLT had the bath. So right. yeah, gotcha. Okay. So yeah, the the transmission fluid is leaking into the bath. Did you like, get rid of the I, bath already? Yeah, I already took it apart. Yeah, I'm just going to run an O-ring chain. Okay. Now, is there? It, so I was trying to do some research on this fucking thing. Like, I was trying to at least find a parts manual so I could see a diagram. Because, like I said, I've never seen one in real life. Is the rear sprocket, is all that shit the same as it would be if you didn't have the bath? Um, You mean as far as, like, any, it's just the same old sprocket. Yeah, like it's the same old shit, but they just built like essentially a second chain case around it. Yeah, pretty much. It's just okay. yeah, just it's just like another primary, more or less. Gotcha. Like the, okay. There's no. It's like totally enclosed. There's no drip. There's no nothing. It's just you filled the chain bath up, and the chain just always ran in lube, just like the primary does. So fucking so stupid. crazy. I love that they that was like their solution. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it worked for the primary. We'll just make another one. So when you took it off, it just leaves. It's just like a regular ass. It leaves a regular ass chain just hanging out. Like, Hmm. well, well, from what from what I was told, if your chain would break Mm -hmm. instead of it, it had nowhere to go except for into your rear sprocket. So then it would just lock your tire up at whatever speed you were traveling. That makes a lot of sense. That that's what would happen. Right, so it's like it's like that when I took it when I took it down to that gray beard, he was like, "Well, the first thing we need to do is take that off before you kill yourself on it." <laughs> Smart <laughs> I dude, go, yeah. I go, okay, that's fine. Good. So yeah, so it's leaking in the transmission fluid is leaking in. So like the primaries or the chain bath is gone now. Right. Yeah. So now it's leaving a mark on the floor, and it's so you just, just, a have, you just have transmission leak. Now, well, yeah, and so, like, I don't. I, I emailed you. That was a. It was a one man bike shop. He'd been there my whole life. My dad has painted bikes for him, and so I knew him forever. And he got killed on his bike last year, and he was really holding my hand through yeah. this deal. Yeah. So we always knew this thing was leaking, but he. We, we never talked about it in depth because it seemed like such a simple fix that I never really. We never really got into it, you know. And then now, mm-hmm. now he's gone. So I'm pretty sure he always told me that the sprocket would just come loose all the time and they would just let fluid come through the transmission because the seal wasn't tight anymore. You mean the drive, the drive sprocket on the train? Yes. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I see what he's saying and that, that makes sense, but I mean, whether or not that's what's happening, I don't know. It's probably just that main seal though behind like, so you have uh, your sprocket, and then there's a spacer, and then there's the big, the big main seal. Mm-hmm. Um, and that spacer rides inside of that main seal, mm-hmm. and that's probably what's leaking. But there's also um, 
main the main drive gear fifth gear has a seal in the end of it as well and that one could be leaking but it's probably the big one it's usually the big one all right man all right so the one time that i do remember that you were absolutely wrong (laughs) is ray from rock city power sport rock city power sports rock city power sports yeah in rocky mountain north carolina uh remember he called us with well, let's listen. Let's listen to that thing. Ray. Yeah. How's it going, man? Good. How about you? Good. You're on our talk. Nice. Hell yeah. Ray, yeah. Ray, you're down there and you're in Rocky Mountain, North Carolina, right? Yeah, Rocky Mountain. Yeah, Rocky Mountain 95. Yeah. You're, you're officially our first out-of-state phone call. Oh, for real? Yeah. Nice. Look at that. Yeah. Crossing the border. Yeah. I hear that. Yeah, a buddy of mine, uh, he goes by Bitch Paul on Instagram. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. He, yeah, he shared y'all up. Uh, so I've been listening. Yeah, yeah, I called up on y'all, you, uh, put, uh, all the podcast up through this one, I guess, is the one. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's good times. Though. Hell, yeah, that's awesome. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. So you run a shop? Yeah, man. We uh, A little background on me. I've probably got eight years at the Harley in the Harley world. Um, I was a parts. I've done everything in the Harley shop, man, parts service, worked on them, sold them. Um, our dealership we were in, the owner was selling out and we just figured we were going to open our own deal. So we opened our own deal last March. Everything's been going great with it. That's awesome. <clears throat> so yeah. Right on, man. Good for you. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a bit of a, a shift in gears, right? Like opening your own spot coming from yeah Yeah, it's wild man because you know (laughs) working at the harley shop you know you go in you punch in you do what you need to do and you roll out yeah yeah (laughs) now it's like hey i got bills to pay i got a tech to pay i got parts to get you know so it's the whole shooting shebang so yeah even especially with the parts thing man that's like you know, you can't just, I can't just walk up to the fucking parts window and they're like, oh yeah, here you go. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, no shit. yeah like, it's like, you know, cause you can't stock everything, you know, and that, that's the biggest thing. Like uh, I've had a challenge with customers. It's like, yeah, man, I can have it in a couple of days, you know, right? but uh, yeah, trying to keep up with everything you got and keeping the inventory right and all that yeah. good stuff. So. What's the name of your shop? Did you tell us that? Yeah, it's uh, Rock City Power Sports. Cool. Um, we do work on, like, uh, we pretty much work on anything, but V-Twins is our specialty. During yeah. the winter, it's more like, you know, dirt bikes, ATVs, stuff like that. But yeah. uh, we, want to, we want to turn wrenches on Harleys. That's about all. So. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I, when, when I first opened, I was working on it every fucking thing just because I had to get whatever I could in the door, you know? Yeah. Well, that's the same thing uh, with us. We're just trying to... Uh, um, get, you know, pay the bills, get our name out there. Um, yeah. I have, we, we've gotten to the point now, like I pick and choose what comes into the shop as far as other than Harley stuff, just cause if we, we're so busy with the Harley stuff, the other stuff's just kind of like filler work for us. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So what do you got going on? You got a, yeah, we got an old tour glide, man. It's like an 84, I think is what it is. Tour glide. Um, it's Evo. Um, Where's 86? Uh, I can't remember right top of my head, but um, it came in because the guy had a ball head gasket. So we get the head gasket fixed on it. We go to starter it, and the damn starter's just hanging. Like bikes running, starter's hanging. You hit the kill switch. 
keeps the starter keeps going. The only way you get the starter to disengage, of course, is just yank the um, battery loose to get it to shut down. So we started diving into it and uh, called him up and said, man, you had this problem before. Oh, yeah, it always does it. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm like, well, it'd been freaking nice if you told me this before we, you know, did all Don't this. Don't you love that? Oh, dude. He's like, yeah, I meant to say something. Okay, whatever. <laughs> but <laughs> so, so we get, uh, we get into it. Um, he had already told he had burnt the solenoid up yeah. on it. So we put a new solenoid on it. Okay. Um, just started going through everything. We finally got it down to the actually cl- the uh, clutch hub. It's actually cracked, and the bearing in it was just grabbing. So it was like Probably every time from, to from it hanging up. Yeah, probably. Um, we, you know, we changed the solenoid to springs and everything, um, but it had been cracked a while, so it had been doing it a while. We replaced the clutch hub, replaced the pinion gear, of course, the ring gear on the outside, the clutch hub, and all that jazz. So all this stuff's new. Everything with the starter is, you know, starter system is new except for the starter. Yeah. But we bench tested it. it everything's working there fine. Good so Lord. after we did the, yeah, after we did the clutch hub and all that, we started up, started up, started up. No problem, no problem, no problem. You know how it goes sometimes. Guy waits about a month to come get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? So, so. Like, I pull it out. He tells me he's coming the next day. I pull it out, put it on the tender, just make sure the battery's good. Start it up a couple times, no issues. He's got it for, like, two weeks, calls me up one day. He's like, man, um, I don't know what's going on, but it, it just hung up again, doing this again. We got it back at the shop now. We just kind of – my first thought was because of the way that solenoid works, it you know, it uses – voltage to disengage just mm-hmm. like it does to engage yeah, yeah. so I, my first thought was because the bike had been sitting up you know for going on a month after we fixed it that the battery was low voltage got it back to the shop put it on the tender checked it with my battery tester everything was good with it so that's kind of where we're at right now we hadn't really and i told him it'd be a little bit but mm-hmm. we hadn't had a chance to really to dive back on it yet and yeah. i didn't know um my, my technician uh, at the shop man he's he was with me at the Harley shop and he worked at the Harley shop for 20 plus years. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's, you know, he's got a good grasp on things, but me and him both are staring at each other like, what the hell is going on with this beast? You know? Yeah. So. You've, you've fucking kind of almost covered every, so that you, you pretty much gone through everything I was going to suggest going through this. Um, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, when you say it's hanging up, is it still fucking spinning? Yeah, it's still fucking spinning, man. Like you can hear the motor turning. Oh yeah, you can hear the motor turning. Like you hit, you hit the, you hit the starter button. She fires up, and then you hear just spinning right off. And uh, you can hit the kill switch, and that bitch still spins. Um, it's the only still time it's out. It's still out, like stuck out oh, yeah. spinning. Yeah, it's still stuck out spinning. Um, you know, we had the primary off trying this thing, man. It's just, yeah. and you can take and hit. You know, as soon as you hit the solenoid or, or the pinion, it'll it'll go back in. Um, but I mean, I have no clue where. So it does it with the primary off too. Yeah, we did. We've done it with the primary off, primary on there. I've called, uh, like I called my gray beards, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Heard y'all talking about gray beards. He's like, just start shimming that shit. You know, I was like, dude, that that ain't the fix. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. That's why you gotta love the gray beard. Oh, dude, man, this cat's like, man, it's just like a fucking shovel. Just start shimming shit, you know? And I'm like, nah, I don't think that's what I want to do. It's fucking hilarious, man. Yeah, because that was that. I've seen it happen too, where they'll get they'll get hung up in the primary cover. You know, on some of the older ones, they have that bushing in the primary cover, and the jack shaft will get hung up in it. And Mm -hmm. but like you said, it's still fucking spinning. 
So yeah. you hit the solenoid and it in that correct. Well, he's talking it? he's talking about hitting the jack shaft. Uh, yeah, yeah, the jack shaft. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, oh yeah. Gotcha. It's, it's not like it, you know, because that was our first thing, man. Is this thing getting stuck and bound so bad yeah. it just can't come out? But you take a screwdriver and just hit the jack shaft, it goes right back goes in. in. Yeah. What the hell? And when it goes back yeah. in, it stops spinning. Yeah, yeah. I've replaced the spring, you know, the spring on the inside of the solenoid. Um that that kind of after it, we replaced the springs and everything in there, man. So I don't know where to go on this thing. Ray, did, did you try uh, replacing the starter relay? Yes, we okay. replaced the starter relay. Yeah, and the thing, the, and the weird thing about that, like, the, it doesn't oh look like the old relays. And I've ordered like four of them, and every mm-hmm. one of them come in looking the same way. But the, you know, we tested the relays and all that job, but. Um, I, like I said, we're at a loss. I feel like we've covered our bases, but yeah. I'm not that. I love the old shit. I like playing with it, but I'm not as versed in it, and neither is my tech. You know, he he graduated MMI in like '99, but didn't do the early model stuff. You know, um, so. But now he's worked at a custom shop too that they specialized in doing shovels and stuff like that. So he's got a good grasp on it, and uh, he you know he's the one that. Uh, have you, As the, since, since it came back, have you double, have you gone back into the solenoid? No, we hadn't really. I hadn't, like I said, I checked the voltage. I've only had it back maybe five days, man. And I told the guy just, you know, with that bike, it's just going to be a bit, a minute. Yeah, so I hadn't had, I hadn't had a chance to really dive into it. I, like I said, I, first thing I want to do is check, make sure the battery is good. And that wasn't my issue. Yeah. And it doesn't appear to be, um, but we were planning on trying to get it in here in the middle of the week, just to kind of, kind of go through everything again. Yeah. Because I mean, my thought is everything that you did before fixed the problem and now it's back. I mean, so obviously yeah. something is causing it to happen again, Yeah. but if it fucking fried another solenoid, maybe the issue's deeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could be. So I the- mean, the, uh, so when we went to the solenoid, the, I mean, it's, everything's working on it. You know, as far as the, you know, the solenoid's working, the star, all that job is just hanging um, and don't know how to get it to keep from hanging. Because I've had them, I've had them, I had a, um, like I've seen sometimes they'll, they'll pull back in, but they'll keep spinning because the solenoid will just get stuck. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, that's the yeah. only, you know, the solenoid is the only thing providing power to the fucking starter. Yeah. So, and if you're able to cut the bike off and it still does it, that's because, I mean, the solenoid is hardwired to the battery. Okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like that's the solenoids, your bridge between the battery and the actual starter motor. Mm -hmm. So if you're, even if you're cutting off power to the whole bike, you're still like, you're technically fucking hardwired to the starter at that point. If that solenoid still making contact. Yeah. So something's getting hung up in the solenoid. Okay. And that doesn't mean that, like, there isn't, even if the solenoid's new, something's causing it to shit out. Like, you might have, I don't know, a fucking gnarly voltage drop. Would that fry it? Like, is he, is there, like, a too much resistance thing where you're causing something to amperage? Come on, electrical <laughs> engineer. Right. So, I don't, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> the, the, the reason we use solenoids is that they're so simple. Right. I mean, there's, there's no yeah. moving parts. It's a, it's a good design. But uh, I don't know. If, if lower voltage or, or weird voltage would, would mess it up or cause it to engage. Or maybe you just got a fucking shitty solenoid the second yeah, go Yeah, second time. Yeah, it could be. I um, mean, fuck, I've seen, you know, new lifters out the box oh, yeah. be shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. sometimes you just get junk. 
Yeah. And it could be, and I, you know, we discussed it. It could have been a situation where we put that solenoid up there. The clutch hub's still fucking up and has fucked that solenoid up. You know, um, we, we threw that around, but it, you know, I'm not a throw apart at the problem kind of guy. I like right. to try to fix the fucking problem first. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah, absolutely. But, Especially if yeah. you, you break out the parts can and, and you don't, you don't fire the right part and then yeah. you just end up yep. sinking money into it. I mean, especially no if there's something else causing the problem, but I mean, the reality is you don't have any. There ain't fucking shit in that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, my thought is it's got to be something with the solenoid because you can. You know what I'm saying? Like when when people take off, uh, get rid of the starting system, right? And you put on one of those those start button, you know, mm-hmm. straight to the solenoid deals. Yep. Right, and you can push that motherfucker with the key off, and the bike will crank. Yeah. It just won't spark because you haven't turned the ignition system on. So essentially that's what you're doing. Like when you're turning when when the when the fucker's cranking over and you turn the key off and that bitch is still going rah, 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 it's because the solenoid is still providing power to the starter motor. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that, that I would I would revisit that. Yeah, that's that's probably a good starting point. I would revisit that. That's the only way that, that the the motor's gonna be getting power still is is through that solenoid. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder if something's not getting hung up in there yeah. or if that fucking, I mean, well, you said it, never mind. It still does it with the primary cover off. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, yeah. I would. Yeah, we, like when we first were working on it, we thought we had it, you know, before we found a clutch of it, we could like, as long as the, as long as the primary was off, it would no issue. As soon as you put the primary on, it would, it would fuck up. Well, that's when so, it's getting hung up in the cover. Right. Yeah. So, well, well, what it, what my tech said, he said, when you put all that shit together, it was just for some reason, I don't know what it was, but it was it, like, this was before we found that the, the hub itself was cracked. Um, he thought that it may have been cracked so much. It was, you know, like you said, getting hung up. But after we did it, like I said, man, we would, I probably started it 20 times at the shop. No issues. Like before we fixed the clutch hub, like every third or fourth time it would hang up. Like it would get to a certain spot and hang. You move yeah. it around, you start it three or four times, it would get to a certain spot and hang. But after we did the clutch up, put everything back together, it was like, you know, like I said, I started at the shop 20 plus times, took it down the road, everything was cool, came back, shut it off, started, everything was good. Like I said, he, you know, has it for two weeks and all of a sudden we're back to square one on it. I wonder, if it's, it, I wonder if it's getting hung up in the primary cover and then causing the solenoid to fry out. And get fucking squirrely because it's like yeah. overloading it. Maybe I'm just yeah, fucking I mean, spitballing yeah, right now. Well, no, I mean those be, things I mean, are meant to take uh, like momentary amounts of voltage. They're not meant to, you know, if it, if some if for some reason it's causing a bunch of voltage to go through it, then uh, you know that that'll blow it up, right? That'll fry it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I would revisit that because I've I've had a I've had a, I had a bike do that. It had a dry primary, and I did this. The fucking thing, it kept hanging up. So I actually ended up replacing the jack shaft. I put in one of the one-piece, like, all-balls badass ones. Uh-huh. Right? Fucker still did it. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I did this. And since it was dry, I was like, well, fuck it. And I pulled the primary cover. Started fine. Didn't hang up. And I was like, what in the hell's going on? And that's when I realized that it was getting hung up in the, the bushing in the cover. Okay. I and might look at it, yeah. So I, like, <clears throat> I think... I think I honestly just fucking sanded it out and lubed it up a little bit, and it just stopped hanging up. I just gave it a, uh-huh. a little bit of a little bit of room. I don't really know if that's the real fix for that. I'm sure there's probably a better fix. It worked, and the bike hasn't yeah. been back since. But cool. I there's there might be there's got to be a, a like a 
some kind of real fix for that. Maybe you just shim it. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Just, just start shimming it till it works. Yeah, just till it works. <laughs> just shim the just shim the starter so yeah. it's so it's a little crooked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. use a beer no, can. It's fine. No doubt. <laughs> yeah, just like putting bars on, right? Yeah. Aluminum yeah. <laughs> <laughs> beer can in the riser. It'll make it we'll tighten it down. down. <laughs> but it's cool there. Good times. So yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's good. You know, like you said, it's a good place to start with that solenoid and that jack shaft. I, yeah. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, like I said, my tech was the one mainly working on it, and I hope he checked that stuff. But it's, you know, you never know. Yeah, that's yeah. true too. Yeah. Ma- machinery tells the truth. People lie. That's that, well, that's kind of like well, one of our yeah. Things. Not well, not no, that he, your he, tech is telling you any lies. I'm just saying. Oh, like, no, yeah, know. but yeah. yeah. But also, I know. Fuck. I mean, like, because I'm I'm the only dude in our shop. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'll I'll get like if I get my brain hung up on something, I'll beat it into my fucking it'll be it could be completely wrong. You know what I mean? But I'm walking around going, I swear it's fucking blah blah blah, you know what I mean? And yeah, then oh sometimes yeah. like you get so hung up on this one idea, you can't see everything else that's going on. Yeah, and then you get that yeah. that that second third person that comes in and like, "Well, have you checked blah blah blah?" and you're like, "Oh, fuck. Now, yeah. I have it." Yeah. And then you check that and that's the problem and you feel like a dummy. <laughs> no doubt. You know, so I mean that it's fucking. If it's you do a figure it out, thing. man, you should call us because uh, I'm interested to know what the answer is. Yeah. Like if y'all figure, yeah. if, you, if you find an exact, you know, it might be one of those things where you're you're poking around and then suddenly it starts working again. <laughs> you don't sure. know what yeah. you did, but yeah, if you <laughs> yeah. do, if you do figure it out, man, I'm interested to hear. Yeah. So yeah, so remember, so like after all of that, yeah, and then he calls back the next day and it was just a dead battery. Yeah. <laughs> And I never mentioned that. <laughs> you never mentioned Bobo because batteries. I because I would have just checked the batteries. Yeah, which is fine. And that I'd makes sense. It. I just assumed that he would have done the same. Right. So that's just the one time that I remember. So I was that. like, you got to do all these other things, like hit it with a hammer and do some push-ups <laughs> on the seat and then do 12 jumping jacks. All right, hear me out. Take a Dremel tool. And we're gonna... <laughs> <laughs> but that's the only time that I remember you being wrong. So I don't think that you're wrong that often, <laughs> yeah. to be honest. Oh, well, I appreciate. No, there was, yeah, iron head transmission. There was some, a lot of iron head transmissions. Y'all and your fucking boat anchors. <laughs> Just stop with the boat anchors. Well, for next, uh, well, since everybody's listening to this episode, everybody, any, anybody else that we were wrong about, please let us know so we can have an accurate count. <laughs> Well, yeah, that'd be a cool segment too. Just like the times we got it wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a favorite episode. Yeah. Well, a favorite segment of an episode. It was on uh, episode twelve. We got into some uh, deep conversations yeah. about relationships. I feel like we didn't get enough of the life. The life conversations. Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe we didn't. I feel like this one out there. Episode twelve would definitely did it. Yeah, this one was a we 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 dove in pretty pretty deep and uh, I don't know. And hopefully we helped this guy out a little bit. He definitely. Wrote, it seems like he's in a rough place. He wrote back and said that it it made, or maybe he was responding to an email that I wrote to him. But either way, like it made him laugh. The fact that he wrote us a question and we responded, mm-hmm. and I think gave him some pretty good advice. I hope so. I, you know, one of the the few things I'm very proud about in my life is my marriage, my long time marriage, and so that one was like a, a special moment for me. 
Um, so this is one of our first life questions that we've had in relation to motorcycles. Um, and it is very personal. So I will probably paraphrase a little bit. Oh, um, hell no. But Are this, we using real names or no? No. Uh, <laughs> so this gentleman um, wrote, my girlfriend would never ride on my bike, said she didn't like to take risks. She went on vacation for a week, met up with her ex-boyfriend, found out when I accidentally saw a text message, and there was some real hurtful shit back and forth. Hold up. But they didn't do anything physical. Hold up. She just went for a ride on the back of his new bike. She did what? So his question for us is, why does it hurt more than if they had just fucked? First of all, why the fuck was you going through her phone? (laughs) How do you accidentally see a text message? I want to know about that. Okay. Is Is that really where you're coming from? No. Maybe. I just want to know. I mean... Sometimes you accidentally see a text message, like, pops up on somebody's phone. You accidentally see that somebody texted somebody. You know what I'm saying? That's a real thing. I feel like he didn't trust her to begin with. Okay. So you feel that there was already some distrust in the relationship. There was already. There's a lot of red flags. (laughs) Yeah. You see what I'm going with? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. But that's not the question. Well, it part, I feel that that is part of the question. So already we can see that there's some red flags in this relationship, right? So here's and here's why it hurts so bad. Uh-huh. You realize that all of this has never been real. Yeah. All this time you just put in this relationship, it was never going anywhere. That's why it hurts so bad because your life, however long you've been in this relationship, it probably was kind of a waste of that much time of your life. So you feel that this person's... But that's all about perspective. This relationship, he had a perception of it going one way, or it was one way for for however long that that relationship existed. And then this was a turning point in the sense that he came to see that it wasn't everything that he thought it was. Yeah. So that's why it hurts so much. That's why it hurts so bad. It's a smack in the face of the reality Mm -hmm. of the relationship. I think it... That's an interesting point. I think think it hurts so bad because... I don't see it as a waste. I don't see any relationship as a waste. I think that every relationship can be a learning experience and you can get better at them. I think the reason is, is that probably feels like she was like, Oh, well she ain't going to ride on the back of my bike. Cause she don't like me that much, <laughs> but she'll ride on the back of this dude's bike. Like who the fuck is this guy? Like mm-hmm. what's so special about him and his bike? Like mm-hmm. what's wrong with me and my bike? You're with me asshole. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand. Do you not trust me? You think I'm trying to kill you or like, or whatever. You know what I mean? Where it's like, where it's like, um, so those are all the questions that that's the way I see it. it mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, I think it might just come down to a, a or like, so she said she didn't like to take risks. Like that was her reason for not wanting to ride on the back of his motorcycle. So that's but I then also she, sorry. Go ahead, Laurie. But then she went. I mean, no, that that was it. I was just restating. So that. I've also assumed I, I've made an assumption about this couple mm-hmm. that they are relative to me young. Okay. And by that I mean first half of their twenties. Okay. All right. Based on this story, I don't know why I think that, but I think that. Okay. And. And I hope that is true also <laughs> for everyone involved. Okay. Because I hope it is a learning lesson. Um, and I'm not here to give advice specifically, mm-hmm. but I will say I might not last too much longer 
in that situation. In that kind of relationship yeah. where there was distrust and there was lying. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Um, I don't understand why there seems to, like, <laughs> you're in a relationship with somebody, right? So they're your boyfriend or they're your girlfriend. Like, friend is the operative word there, correct? Like, I I don't I never understand lying to friends or like cheating on friends like when that person is supposed to be the closest person to you. So when I read this from a female perspective, what I hear is that she's not treating him as a friend. You know, she's not considering him to be that like level of a friendship. Yeah. But there was an ex friend that she did have that level with. Yeah. So maybe, you know, there was that there was something different with that ex friend that mm-hmm. she still has, you know, connection with. That's what I hear. But yeah, I mean, boyfriend, girlfriend, like wife, husband, it's supposed to be the closest friend, right? And yeah. so you're supposed to treat them like that. Ideally. Yeah. Yeah. So, and let me just put this in there. Mm-hmm. So I'm very lucky. Mm-hmm. I've been married to a wonderful woman for over 12 years. Yes. Wait. How many? <laughs> no. Thir- over Episode 13. 12. Episode 12. <laughs> it's coming on. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry, honey. Uh, <laughs> 14, Did she listen to the almost podcast? 14, yeah, almost 14 years. 2004. Is yeah. that when I got married? Don't yes. fucking ask me. You know 2004. What? The yeah. numbers don't Almost matter. 14 years. A long time. Yes. Longer and, than anyone else I think I fucking know. On which and, Corey and has a hard time with that concept. He really does. And I will it tell you this. It kind of blows my mind to that be with you. A lot of that is us being very protective of each other. Yeah. Because that's what that is. That's what that friendship well, my, is. I mean, you know my parents got divorced after 10 years. So, yeah, that's how I grew up. You see what I'm saying? So it's really hard for me to be like, y'all made it longer than eight years? That's crazy. You know right. what I mean? Because no, like. I, like that's that's like my like as a child that was my relationship experience was my parents splitting up after. So ten mine years. was eleven. Mm-hmm. So that was my goal. That was the the first goal. You of, had to beat. You had marriage. to beat them. I had to beat my parents, and right. you did that. That's did. dope. Yeah, good for you. My parents. It's all gravy after this. Yeah, my parents were married for fifteen years. I want to say, but my mom passed away, and that, I mean, they would still be together. Like. That was what I grew up with, was yeah. that understanding that, like, your marriage is, like... That's it. That's it. Yeah, that's all you got. That's yeah. what you want. You know what I mean? Like, you work for it, and you make it happen. So, so that think, was my perception of I that. I think a lot of the, this this whole thing, too, is just, like, two people that aren't being 100% honest with each other. Yeah. And that is... Yeah, that's a thing. So we don't know all the ins and outs Hell no, of what's going on. You're right about but that. There's if, a lot of there's a lot if, of red flags in this. If shit, my like wife you said, though. refused to ride on my motorcycle, uh, we'd have to talk. <laughs> <laughs> that that might have been the first red flag. You know what I'm saying? Like straight up. Like if you ride if you ride a motorcycle and you go on to your first date with this with this. This young lady, and you're like, man, she's a babe, and y'all get to talk, and you're like, hey, well, what are you into? Oh, I'm into this, this, and this. What are you into? And you're like, I like, I like riding motorcycles. And she looks you dead in the eye and says, yeah. I would never ride on a motorcycle. You say, you know what? Check, please. Exactly. I'm out. And that is the 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 problem is when when you have things that are near and dear to you, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Whatever the fuck it is. Yes. And these things are important to you, and that other person 
does not share that, right? That's it. Yeah. And that right. that like comes down to just I don't care how fine she is, I don't give a shit how fine the girl is. Somebody somewhere is if over it, that girl. Well, if, yeah. And if and if you if it's something that you absolutely a hundred percent it means the fucking world to you and they do not, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You just you got to be at at that point you got to be honest with yourself and be like. And that's what I'm saying. That's why it hurts. Right. That's why it hurts it's so the, bad. Is the reality came in. And the other thing yeah. too, True from that. the girl's perspective, if she, if she's telling you that she's not into riding motorcycles, like she's being honest with you up front, so yeah. you need to hear that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Flip side of that, but she was the girl is saying <laughs> that she is into riding motorcycles, but she's really not because I know that a lot of girls will do that. They like the idea of it, but the reality is that they don't really like it. That's something that you're not going to find out till later. <laughs> so I don't know. You just have to be prepared for that. I know that personally, um, with my ex, one of the hardest things was coming to terms with the fact that some other girl was going to be riding on that motorcycle with him. And that mm. was really hard for me to let go of mm. and to like have that ego check. So I'll tell you what, though, dudes do dudes do so much dumb shit just for some some some. Love and affection. Yes, exactly. For love and affection. I almost said some derogatory ass shit. But I mean, it's true, is dudes will do some dumb shit and then wonder why they're like in a situation where they're like all sad about it. You know what I mean? Because it's like, well, you weren't. I mean, yeah, I guess chicks do it too. I mean, mm-hmm. everyone thinks that they can change the other person. The reality right. is, like, if that person just ain't into the shit, they ain't into the shit. Yeah, and that's not going to change. You know, if I was, like, super into, like, I don't know. I what don't are know you into? What. I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think of something I'm not into. <laughs> like, if I was, like, super into, like... Baseball. Like, yes, baseball. Like, if baseball was my shit, right, and I went out on this date with this chick, and she was just mega babe, like, smoking hot, and she was like, baseball is the dumbest shit in the world. Am I going to sit there and try to convince this girl that baseball is right? Yeah, you are, because that's what dudes do. But I don't think, I would like to think that I wouldn't. Okay. I would be like, well, how important is it to me? Then I have to check my shit, right. right? Well, how important is baseball to me? Pretty fucking important. Is it important to me that she thinks it's dumb as hell? Yes or no, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what the question. What makes or breaks. That's the question. Right. So if it's like, no, it really isn't going to bother me, all right, cool. Yeah. But if it, yes, it is, like... Well, shit, baby girl, I can't fuck with you if you don't like baseball. Right. I, think <laughs> you know? it, I mean, I, I think you're go. right. I think it comes down to like being honest with yourself about what, you know, what you, what's important to you, and listening to what the other honest person, like the other person's honest opinion is, and seeing it for what it really is, rather than what you want it to. I be. I think a lot of people are are just have a hard time with, with, I mean, and I do too. Fuck, I like. But just being brutally honest because everyone is concerned about the other person's feelings. And, like, the reality is it's, like, it is not our job as people to be concerned with other people's feelings. Maybe that's why I've lasted so long with Sherilyn because I don't care about anyone else's feelings. But you could save. You (laughs) could save. But you can save a lot of fucking heartache in the future, right? Like, what hurts more to, like, be like, I can't fuck with you because you won't ride on my motorcycle now. Right. Or this. Yes. A year yeah. later. What yeah. hurts more? Or 10 years, years later, later, depending on how long you know that relationship saying? has been going. What hurts more? Yeah, I agree. And like, that's, and that's kind of the, the way I thing. see it. Yeah, it's an honesty You know, thing. where it's like, get the shit out of the way now. Well, sorry, here's the deal. Uh, we're now offering couples counseling. 
<laughs> where you have to go ride on a motorcycle together. Yeah. And each person takes a turn driving the motorcycle. Yeah, with the other on the back. Yeah. There's it, a trust factor make it in back, there, for sure. And you, you win. That's oh. like, that's a hell of a trust fall there. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I definitely um, think that this, this, well, his name's Matt, um, has some, some reevaluating to do about himself, mm-hmm. about his life, about what that relationship means to him. So hopefully he can come to terms with the honesty that he's feeling, the honesty that's coming from his, from that relationship. I bet he hates us right now also. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, he can, uh, we just what did his you whole say? No, Lori wrote him back and she wrote, she wrote back a very insightful response. That was like, uh, it was, it was kind of, it was along the lines of, uh, like a dear Abby, uh, Response just basically, but it was that basically he found like, his motorcycle identity, and yeah, that's what it was, yeah. which I thought was kind of a brilliant way to mm. view it, too. Well, you know, and the things that happen to your motorcycle, you you just like find. you're so connected to mm-hmm. that machine that you're like, you've insulted my motorcycle, yeah. It, so then, thus, you've insulted me. So now me. I feel insulted, yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. which I thought was kind of that's like me and the soundboard, yeah, <laughs> totally. I've put so much work into this, thing. yeah, which I think is a, is a very like brilliant insight, so. Corey and Lori know a lot about motorcycles. A little bit. A and little bit. Uh, nothing and, about and, and I don't know very much, but I'm actually very passionate about relationships. Especially well, about my relationship with my wife. Mm-hmm. But in general, like I love talking to my friends about this stuff. Mm-hmm. And you know I, what what I've found is it, it often gets to the, the core of we're not dealing with our own personal issues. Right. And then Absolutely. we try to bring someone else into that. And then we expect them somehow yeah. to make to deal with your personal to deal issues with that and, and like them. those issues to go away. Yeah. It's such a weird, bizarre thing. <laughs> like we should be dealing with our own things so that we have more to offer our partners. Yeah. Oh my God. So <laughs> 20 whole episodes. <laughs> Nailed it. Ward. <laughs> it can only get better, right? Shit. Yeah. Sure. Sometimes the shit rolls uphill. all right so we'll take a little break here for a couple weeks see where we end up um you guys you know keep listening to all of your favorite past episodes and send us comments and questions (laughs) and actually what y'all need to do yeah here's your homework is send us a bunch of angry ass messages about how you're not getting new episodes and that we need to get our shit together yeah Mm -hmm. so that we get our shit together um, you know, maybe we won't. Maybe while we're gone, you guys could like find a friend and share the podcast with them, so that when we come back, we got brand new listeners that are stoked on listening. And we can stockpile all your questions about life and motorcycles and such. Yeah, yeah. Get your questions ready. Cool. So right. a big a big thing that we do here is we play a song. Yeah. Every week, typically it's a uh, it's a local band that's just released something. All but Richmond, this isn't a typical episode. Nope. Nope. True that. So we're going to play uh, this is one of my all time favorite Richmond bands. And honestly, you can tell how old somebody is in Richmond by their tattoos. And if they have an avail tattoo, they're usually pushing 40. <laughs> and if they have a strike anywhere tattoo, they're pushing about 32 33 so that's always a fun little game you can play 
But this is an Avail song. It's called Scuffle Town, which is the uh, park that we have here in Richmond. It's yeah, off yeah. an album called Over the James, which is a river we have in, here in Richmond. It also there's a song on the record called Lombardi Street, which is a street we have here in Richmond. So <laughs> you, you get very Richmond. You could listen to the fuck out of this record. Come kick it with us, and we can take you to all the spots. And you can be like, I love Avail, and be like, Okay, word. We can go to all these cool little areas that they sing about. And um, you can see it's kind of like listening to Rancid. Uh, 32nd and Broadway and be like, I have to go there <laughs> because I, I did that. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. You did. He was like, I was hanging on the corner. And oh, wait, like, is wait, it 32nd or 50 seconds? Damn. Yeah. See, if but I, I don't I went sing there. it, I, I went to the numbers up. Yeah. And what was it? Was it, um, 53rd and third. That's the other I one. I definitely went the to Ramones, 53rd and right? third. You have to go there. And I'm trying to think of where else, what other New York punk rock songs. You got the spots, but you can do that here in Richmond. You can do that in Richmond. It's true. You can do the like spots a Richmond, still exist. A Richmond punk rock tour. Yeah. That one, they did just tear the one house down though. Um, the one I. Oh yeah, that's right. When they demolished that Oregon Hill block, yeah. one of those houses was. Was a punk house. It was a. I think it was the. I've, was it the four walls falling house? Because that would be Maybe. very uh, ironic. <laughs> that, that house just got tore down. But yeah, we love Richmond. Obviously. Yeah. Nard talk Richmond. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks guys for listening. Um, if you like punk rock and rap music, come it. hang out. Come down. <laughs> and bring We're still a, here. Bring me a Kangol. I'm trying to get me like one of those. Sam Jackson? I want an LL Cool J style Kangol like bucket hat, but I ain't trying to pay that much. I'm trying to find a few bags. Alright, so one of your adoring fans can <laughs> ship you one. Come on. Alright. Uh, come hang out. Uh, 1600 Valley Road in Richmond. Give us a call. Ultimate 25. Still going to have the answering machine available. Send us some emails. Hit us up on Instagram. Y'all be good. We'll Peace. see you in the fall. Because it's a Nartal.